It's a simple recipe, but it would mean so much to me. Turn on the gas and make me feel fine. And all I wanna say is, just give me some hot pizza. Hey folks, Steve's at all here with yet another episode of Financial Pizza. It's the only podcast that features clips and more from some of the very best financial advisors heard on radio stations and in podcasts all around the country. And it's all brought to you hot fresh and at 30 minutes or less. To reach any of the advisors featured here, give them a call 800-662-6808 or text pizza to 600-700. A busy week for the advisors, as always. They weigh in on a variety of topics. Coach Pete Neruda is talking to business owners about something that he calls enterprise risk management. Kevin Brooker gives us an update on his Pure Growth Fund, and he explains why this week in the market changed his investing direction, at least for now. Joe Murphy says there are some things we can learn from the past that can help us today to get to and through retirement. Saba Khan breaks down the needs and wants when planning for retirement. Kevin Frisbee has some insight into the inflation we are all experiencing and how to protect our retirement nest egg. Morgan Patrick takes us on a trip back to 1967. But first, what a difference a week makes. That was the week that was. It's over, let it go. That was the week that was. It started way above par. The market wavered a bit on Friday's opening after a pretty good week overall. The S&P hit an all-time high on Thursday, eclipsing the record it set back on September 2nd. Looks like it's going to close the week up for the third week in a row. In fact, all three major indexes are tracking for weekly gains. That's good news. Analysts say the rise coming from earnings results from some of the biggest companies in the U.S. Leading the way, companies like Tesla, P&G, both have been able to insulate themselves from the supply chain woes that others are dealing with at this point. Other tech names, including Netflix and Microsoft, also hit fresh records this week to help boost the market. Unemployment claims for the week dropped 6,000 to 290,000. That's the fewest people to apply for benefits since mid-March. So that part is getting back to normal. But other aspects of the job market, not so much. Sales of previously owned homes in the country rose in September by the most in a year. That suggests a slight easing in home price growth and lower mortgage rates a month earlier provided a tailwind for demand. Speaking of mortgage rates, they continue to climb this week. According to Freddie Mac, the average for a 30-year fixed, 3.09%. That's up from 3.05% last week. That's the highest since early April. So when's the last time you took a Greyhound bus? (laughs) Yeah, right, me too. Been a a couple of days. Take the Greyhound, it's a dog of a way to get around. Take the Greyhound, it's a doggone easy way to get you down. Ah, Harry Chapin singing the praises of riding the bus. Takes you right back there, doesn't it? So the company, Greyhound, has been sold to a German company from a British owner called First Group. They've been trying to get rid of it for years. They got $172 million for Greyhound. The Munich-based company says Greyhound carried almost 19 million people last year. Who knew? 
and they believe that the recovering economy is going to boost demand for a bus ride. They promise a better ride by adding more comfortable seats, free Wi-Fi charging stations. That's not how I remember riding a Greyhound bus. Anyway, something you probably didn't know about Greyhound is the company's first route began in Hibbing, Minnesota, back in 1914. The company adopted the Greyhound name in 1929. There's your trivia question you will get a free beer with at any bar you go to this weekend. All right, let's get this pizza cooking. And for that, we turn to America's Wealth Coach and best-selling author, Coach Pete Deruta. In this clip, Coach Pete, along with advisor Greg Berrien and producer Thomas Lipscomb, are discussing what business owners and entrepreneurs can do to take advantage of the current tax codes to help manage risk. If you have your own company, uh, you know you know what I'm talking about if you have your own company. It seems like everything you do, everyone's out to get you, including the tax <laughs> yeah. man. And so... We do something called enterprise risk management, looking at everything that's involved in your portfolio and seeing if there are ways to structure your money in a way, taking advantage, by the way, of the tax code as it exists. But there are a lot of overlooked tax sheltering strategies out there, uh, some simple trusts some more complex trusts, even setting up your own captive insurance company, CIC it's called. We're not going to get into that today, but there are, <laughs> there are a lot of different ways to manage your risk. And I'm not talking about stock sponsored mutual fund kind of risk. I'm talking about risk of you having your money when you need it the most and keep uh, playing that game of keep away from Uncle Sam on the state. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It reminds me, I took a trip out to California a while back and you go to In-N-Out, uh, in, I believe it's In-N-Out Burger, yeah. and you uh, have the menu of the hamburgers and the cheeseburgers, but then you've got the unspoken off menu, the hidden Animal menu. style. There you go. Exactly. It sounds a little bit like what you're talking about here. We're not necessarily talking about the stock, the bond, the typical thing, but there are other things that are quote unquote on, but off the menu that we could be looking at. Well, we don't recommend going to a burger joint to get these either, by the way. So very, very <laughs> So it's just a way to manage the money we have to make sure we keep what we're entitled to. Greg, we see way too many people who just go through the year and about April 15th, they send in the money that they owe Uncle Sam. And little do they realize many times you're sending in way too much money, but no one's going to tell you you're sending too much. And they'll say, they'll tell you if you yeah. don't set it off, won't they? I don't think Uncle Sam's going to send you a mistake check back anytime <laughs> soon, Coach. Still waiting for that check in the mail. But it's just taking advantage of what's out there and understanding the money world. Now, we've got a chart here where it shows you if you lose a certain amount, how much you have to gain just to get back to, to even. Hmm. Well, if we lose a lot of taxes that we didn't have to pay, we'll never get back to even. Because when you pay extra taxes or pay extra fees, again, financial termites, we call that tax, fees, commissions, things you don't need to be paying. That minute you pay it, Greg, is it still in your account? I don't think so. I think that's gone forever, Coach. Yeah, uh, yeah. Of course, it's gone. <laughs> Absolutely. And so if it had been in your account, wouldn't you have earned interest on it? You're getting those triple compounding gains. Next year, your interest would have earned interest and exactly. et cetera. So now that it's not there anymore, Thomas, so it's not just the money you lose today. It's tomorrow money we lose that hurts the most. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It's very interesting. And all the more that you need to look at this if you're a small business owner as well. I think of my own self uh, having to optimize my taxes as much as possible just with a family, all the more if you have your own business. Yeah. So let's say let, let, let's say you now in just the market in general, let's say you lost 40% in your market account, which is possible. It's happened before. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. sure. How much do you have to gain the next year or over the next set of years 
just to get back to where you were before you lost the money in the market. So you lost 40%. Thomas, want to guess what would you have to gain back to, to break even? Not to go ahead, but just to get back to where you were just before to, you lost somebody. Okay, okay. So I'm going to try to be smart and think <laughs> on things that we've talked about in the past. Would it be 80%? Is it double in this case, or not, is it even? Not quite. It's not quite, but already okay. duly noted. Uh, what do you think, Greg? I'm going to go with... Uh, 58%. Okay, 66.7. return. You would have to earn on your money just to get back to where you were before it went away. Wow. Hey, and coach, what's happening if you're taking money out of that same account? Well, you're losing money. I mean, you'll, like you'll never even catch up. Well, that's up what we then. say. Well, you're not, but you'll that, that has nothing to do with looking at the return. Yeah. Though. So you yeah. have to get a return back. And once you spend it, it's gone. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so we have to be very, very careful about where our money is, why our money's there, and what's going to happen to it if something doesn't do what we think it's going to do, Tom. Keeping track and knowing how our money is working for us is critical. Now, you can catch Financial Safari weekends on many stations around the country. It originates on 106.1 FM Talk in Raleigh, North Carolina. And you can find the podcast on iHeart or wherever you download your podcasts. Subscribe to it. We will deliver it to you each and every week. If you'd like to reach Coach Pete and the team at Capital Financial, give them a call, 800-662-6808, or just text PIZZA to 600-700. Visit PeteOnDemand.com to learn more. PeteOnDemand.com. Pizza! Now we head to Phoenix, Arizona. That's where we find Kevin Brooker. Now, in this clip from his podcast called Cruising Through Retirement, Kevin is talking about his fund called Pure Growth. Here's what he's doing now. The, uh, the trading account that, that, that I started managing last, you know, about a year and a half ago or uh, last summer, um, you know, I was talking about how I was holding cash position. I said was holding higher levels of cash position. Okay. And, and it's because, as I mentioned uh, recently, uh, and this is just from a trading perspective, uh, guys, anyone that's listening is only from a trading perspective. If you're an investor in the market, if you're a long-term investor, keep on doing what you're doing. Um, you know, I mean, stick with it. Uh, uh, I'm, I, and if you'd like to talk about a particular strategy, please give me a call anytime. But if you're putting money in a 401k or something like that every week or every month, keep on doing it in the ups and the downs. And I believe you'll be well served over time. What I was talking about is a short-term trading strategy. And, and I, I had raised the levels of cash. And I did that really going back a couple months ago now, um, and it's because the market was really trading sideways. You know, we had a, we had a great first what maybe through March or April, the market was doing fantastic, up like twenty percent in the first three four months, and then it kind of went sideways. You know, all summer long, um, and small caps had diverged, and uh, and a lot of the if we if for those of us that look at trading patterns like technical analysis, the market was breaking down in in September and October meaning that it was going below some long-term support levels. And that made it look like we could have a possible correction. And at the same time, you know, we got the increases in the Delta variant of COVID. Um, we don't have this, the, you know, a lot of people are quit, have been quitting their jobs in the last couple of months instead of, you know, adding to the employment. So, so and, and then we had fundamentals of earnings um, that now we're getting into the point where you compare them to last year, the comps aren't going to be quite as good as they were very favorable earlier in the year because it was compared to during the COVID crisis period. So all these things coming together made me get put more cash, right? But like Mm -hmm. Steven said, recently, this last week, all of these things have reversed. All of it has reversed. And and so the market has literally reversed and is trending back up. We're back up near the high. I want to say the high in the S&P, I think is 45, 45, plus or minus a few points. Yeah. And and we're almost there, I believe. I think we closed within maybe 10 or 15 points of that. Right. Or maybe, yeah, exactly. I, I, and so, 
you know, so all of a sudden, you know, just like the stock market does, now everything is now everything is looking rosy. You know, everybody's optimistic. They're saying, you know, and it's also and also you got the political influences too, right? The the dysfunction in Washington, it just seems to always just be never ending. Oh my um, gosh, yeah, and some days you know, worse than others. Yeah, right. You know, but but it does look like they're going to pass something like the infrastructure bill. Yeah. Uh, what did it pass? That passed partially, and then we've got this this other social spending bill, whatever they're calling it. Uh, so I think those things are looking more favorable, and all of it combined has made the now the market is in what we call a risk on period, and that means you know tech stocks, you know, and the higher risk things is what people are buying right now. And so, but it can get crazy, right? It can get crazy for an investor to know how much should you have in the market that has risk. All right. Um, versus how much you should have in safe products. That's one of the biggest things I would suggest people try to try to think about and consider and figure out how much you should have in each category because the fact of the matter is the market is at a high valuation and there's still some there's still some people out there that are saying, you know, we're going to we could see a 20% drop at any point in time. And and the fact is nobody knows if it's going to happen, um but it it's very possible. So I just want you to imagine we have a 20%, 25% drop in the market, you know, and are you okay with that? And if you're okay with it, then then you've got then you're taking the right amount of risk. If that makes you feel like you want to throw up, all right, maybe maybe we need to, we might need to talk. Okay, have a little conversation. Yeah, let's have a talk and see if there's something we can do to maybe reduce that risk a little bit. Risk management in our portfolios is so important to understand. Kevin can really help get you there. If you'd like to learn more, give Kevin a call, 800-662-6808. Text PIZZA to 600-700. The Cruising Through Retirement podcast is available wherever you download your podcasts, iHeart, Apple, wherever you find a podcast, you will find Cruising Through Retirement. Subscribe to it. We'll deliver it to you every week. Kevin is the founder and CEO of Silverleaf Financial. Visit the website to learn more, silverleaffinancial.com. That's Silverleaf Financial. At pizza. From the sunny Southwest to the Midwest, that's where we find Joe Murphy and his show, Wealth Health Radio. Here, Joe is talking about learning lessons from the past that can help us get to and through the future when it comes to retirement. <laughs> it, it's good news and bad news. I, I think it's wonderful and probably a direct result of the healthcare in this country that we're living longer. Um, however, uh, we have to save more because we are living longer because we're going to need more of an income. Um, and unfortunately, as we're seeing less and less pensions out there that give that guaranteed lifetime income and more and more do-it-yourself accumulation vehicles like 401ks. And unfortunately, Steve, those 401ks don't come with a little instruction booklet to say, here's how you disperse this. Right. It's up to you. And, and that's where it can get really tricky for a lot of people, especially with the increased age in this country is, is, learn, is, is trying to figure out, okay, what can I take? And we usually see two things here, Steve. One is they go all out in that first phase of retirement and they end up spending 50% of their 401k in yes. the first like five years, or you have the opposite and, and people have different personalities. They're so scared to spend money, they end up not touching it um, and, and they just let it go and they don't use it for their retirement because they're so scared. There's a balance out there, that feng shui, that middle ground. That's where an advisor comes in because look, I get to retire three, four times a day. I've seen this stuff. I'm a handholder. This is what we do. So when we're faced with increased life expectancy, we have strategies and techniques that we can employ to make sure you don't run out of money. That's the name of the game, Steve. You don't want to run out of money in retirement. 
big focal point, especially living longer. Absolutely, living longer. You mentioned the 401k and uh, you know how you don't know how to disperse that. That's one thing you can help us with. But we also have to remember, we've got a partner with that 401k and they want their share. That is true. You know, we are all, everyone that's contributed to a, a tax qualified plan or a tax deferred account, you are handcuffed to the U.S. government, like it or not. And Steve, they get to determine their share of your money at a future date. And with the current debt that we have in this country, I'll give you one guess where taxes are headed and where they're going to look at to get it. Absolutely. That's right. And, and, and so this is where it pays to really do some tax planning look at Roth conversions, uncuff at least a portion of that retirement from the U.S. government. Look, we like Uncle Sam, but we've all paid our due. Why pay more unnecessarily when you can get those taxes paid up front at lower rates? Believe it or not, most people don't realize this, Steve. We are at historically low tax rates. They're not going to last. Get things done now. Get that tax planning done now. I love what you just said that, you know, you get to retire three or four times a day. <laughs> I do. Kind of, well, how satisfying is that? Well, I'm a frequent flyer in the, in the <laughs> retirement department for sure. Oh Steve. man, that's wonderful. You know, and, and we get to, you, we get to meet unique people and, and everyone's situation is different. I don't want you to think it's like an assembly line because everyone is different out there and there's tweaks, but there's also some, some, some things that we see time in time out. But the main focal point of retirement planning is getting that income lined up. That's huge. It's absolutely critical. And with bonds in the toilet right now, we're forced to look at other alternatives to give people that upside market potential without all that risk. Cause what's the top end on a junk bond right now, maybe four, four and a half percent. What's the downside? People that were holding junk debt, you know, back in March of 2020, you know, they went down 30% with the equities like everybody else. So where are you looking at treasuries, you know, one and a half, 1.6, you know, that's not going to keep up with inflation. So we have to get creative and give what this economic environment is giving us and create a plan for our retirees to give them a fighting chance to keep up with inflation and make sure they don't run out of that money. Something nobody wants, of course. Reach out to Joe, see if he may be able to help you. Catch his show, Wealth Health Radio, Sundays at noon on AM 560, The Answer on WIND in Chicago. You can also find his podcast on Apple Podcasts, iHeart, Spotify, or wherever you download your podcasts. Visit his website, mwmfinancial.tax. That's mwmfinancial.tax. Pizza! All right, Morgan Patrick standing by, going to take us on a trip back to 1967. Through the years, let's take a trip back in time. Trip back in time. Welcome to 1967. U.S. troop commitment to Vietnam increases to 475,000. Spring at home, but unmindful of clock or calendar, the Vietnam struggle goes on. A big year for media. Corporation for Public Broadcasting is created. Nationwide distribution of the preceding program is a service of the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. National Transportation Safety Board, the NTSB, is formed leading to such safety standards in our vehicles like headrests, energy-absorbing steering wheels, shatter-resistant windshields, and the seatbelt. Also in 1967, the National Football League renamed its championship Super Bowl, and Super Bowl Roman numeral one took place between the Packers and the Chiefs. For the first time, the Green Bay Packers, champions of the National Football League, played the Kansas City Chiefs 
the best team in the American Football League. Green Bay winning it 35-10. to 10. Cost of living stats for 1967. Yearly inflation rate 2.78%. Dow year-end close 9.05. Average home cost for 1967 $14,250. The average income $7,300. Gas was 33 cents a gallon. Average new car costs $2,750. The federal minimum wage for 1967 increased to $1.40 an hour. Advocate and I represent the United States government, and I'll do it in the best I can. Thurgood Marshall confirmed becoming the first black Supreme Court justice. released their groundbreaking album, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Rolling Stone Magazine, first issue released focusing on music, politics, and pop culture. And I will say here boldly, now on television, no. And Muhammad Ali, stripped of his heavyweight title for refusing induction into the U.S. Army. And that's a quick look at 1967. We've now arrived safely back in the present. We hope you enjoyed your trip. Here's to a smooth ride into retirement. Pizza. Sabakan up next to talk about putting together the right plan for retirement. She says one of the ways to get started is to lay out your needs and wants and go from there. When you're planning for retirement, you're still earning an income that covers your life needs, right? So that could be, uh, you know, your current job or whatever, wherever from the money is coming from. But uh-huh. at the same time, you're also saving the money so that you can have it in retirement. Now, the big question that we come across is, do you know how much your life currently costs? So what are your current expenses and needs? And how is that going to change in retirement? So what I typically say is come up with a list of needs and then come up with a list of wants. And we can combine those lists to see if we can make them work within what you have saved up. And can we come up with a budget that would ideally cover both needs and wants. Okay. But if we can't do all the wants, at least getting something in there. Because you don't want to work that hard your entire life and then have to live with your bare minimum needs covered. Sure. Right? Because then what's what's really the point of doing all that hard work that whole time? So there's got to be some way to tweak it. And I always try to find a way out. Now, you know, we in the financial industry have a lot of different rules to guide retirees into their, you know, estimates and help help them figure it out. You got your own language is what you're telling me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, some experts will say, you know, estimate your expenses after retirement will be about 80% of what they are during your working years. Is that true for everybody? Probably not. I think that there's no one size fits all solution. Everybody's unique. They need a plan tailored uniquely for them. Mm-hmm. So. so, I mean, and that's one of the things that you do. Um, and there is a strategy that goes behind that as well in terms of how you place that money, how you invest that money. Oh, and as they get closer to retirement, if you make any changes or if there are any changes that need to be made. I think we're in a, an environment right now where we're doing a lot of changes. So a lot of retirees will will say the current low interest rate environment and, you know, increase in inflation has been a, a huge concern lately because everybody's noticing their grocery bill go up a lot. They'll notice other costs going up. And it's not that simple 1% we thought it would be or the 2% or the 3%. We're seeing increases in some areas far more than 5%. And that's a scary concept, right? Uh So we want to make sure that your investment strategy is going to support all those things that you need and it's going to supplement your income needs. So, you know, that plan's got to be properly coordinated. we got to put a lot of work into that to make sure it adapts 
in these changes. And, and if you've been managing your own retirement or managing your own you know, portfolio up until now, it really becomes important to work with an advisor. That's my opinion. Um, but the statistics will bear that out, right? I mean, there, it, it, you, you get better results when you're working with a professional. Absolutely. I think that well, it also depends on the professional. Well, that's true. Absolutely <laughs> true. I like to point that out. It, everyone has different plans, so you got to make sure you're comfortable with it. That's that's the first thing I'll t- say to somebody when they talk about an investment strategy. Do you understand it, and do you know what it means, and is the person you're working with helping you understand what you don't understand? So when I get up from the table, whether you're versed in finances or not, I want to make sure the person sitting across from me is comfortable and that they don't have any doubts or fears in their mind. So, you know, we talk about being financially fearless. And I think that that knowledge is what helps you get to that point. So the most important thing an advisor can do is help their clients, you know, stick with that investment strategy. The reason why they're going to do that is if they trust you and they feel like they that you know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's important not to panic in weeks like we're having recently with the ups and downs. And your advisor's job is to help you understand that there's no reason to panic and tell you what the long-term plan is. Like, okay, we expected that there would be some dips here, but we have a cushion built into the plan for that. Mm -hmm. Having a great relationship with your advisor can make such a big difference in getting you to and through retirement. Saba and her show, Financially Fearless, airs on 94.5 WPTI in Greensboro, North Carolina, Saturday mornings at 8 a.m. You can also find her podcast on Apple Podcasts, iHeart, or wherever you get your podcasts. Go ahead and subscribe to it so we deliver it to your phone every week. You can visit 1890wealth.com to learn more. That's the number 1890wealth.com. Or you can reach her here by calling 800-662-6808 or text PIZZA to 21000. Pizza! All right, one more clip. This pizza will be done. And for that, we head to the great state of Maine, and that's where we find Kevin Frisbee. In this clip, Kevin has a great overview of just what impact inflation can really have on regular people, like you and me. It's like the, the hot potato game. Remember back back when you were <laughs> yes, a kid? I do. You're passing that around in a circle, right? That, yeah. Inflation is like that hot potato. And, and guess what? It's not cooling off anytime soon. I was on the Howie Car Show last week. Howie and I were talking about the high inflation. I'm on every week, by the way, Thursday afternoons, 10 minutes of four is my segment. But but the whole point is with inflation, I, I made a comment, Howie, I think inflation is going to be hot for years to come. Never mind months to come and transitory and all the, the, the terminology that the, the Fed speak is, is using. It's going to be here for some time to come. The thing when you have to look at high inflation, now, now you can say, all right, what do I need to adjust? What do I need to look at in my portfolios, in my retirement planning, in my overall asset structure? How, how do I need to make sure I'm hedged against that higher inflation if it stays hot for a long, long time? Right. That, I mean, that is the question. And, and obviously, you know, you've seen some you've seen some fluctuations. You've seen some inflation come and go. Um, but I, I like your take that it's not this transitory thing that that they want us to believe. Hey, I call it the great experiment. And, and uh, you know, experiment is not necessarily a, good, a positive word. You know what I mean? <laughs> not always. Especially when, no, not always. Especially when you're talking about dealing with your money. And, and especially if you're retired and all of a sudden your your, your working years are done. You can't afford uh, somebody experimenting with your, your re- retirement money, basically, is what it is. So the great experiment, and why I say that means this, we have such a different economy today than we had back in the 70s. When Back in the 70s, when we had the stagflation, high inflation, lower growth, 
they could raise interest rates, which was exactly what happened. They raised interest rates all the way up to 15 to 18%. And all of a sudden, that, that kind of beat back inflation. It slowed the economy down. We had a massive recession, but that, that's exactly what happened. We had gas shortages. Everybody probably probably remembers that. Well, most everybody. Sure, anyway. I do. Yeah. Yeah. So, so to the point, today, inflation's running as hot as it was back in the 70s, but what's different? Today, we have 30, almost $30 trillion in national debt. Back then, we had less than a trillion dollars in national debt. So at the end of the day, we cannot or they will not raise interest rates because it would be too costly for the interest on our debt. So they're backed in the corner. And they're backed in the corner with not really knowing how they're coming out of that, except the great experiment is let's see if you know we'd let inflation run hot for a long period of time. Let's see how that plays out. They, they really have run out of tools to, to fight that. So who gets hurt? the most with high inflation. It's the people on fixed incomes, number one. It's the retirees already retired. Imagine if you retired 10 years ago and you had Social Security uh, coming in based on 10 years ago when you started collecting and you're making maybe $1,500 a month in Social Security. By the way, that's about the average check for an American these days. And all of a sudden you go to the grocery store and it costs you an extra, well, with inflation, it's costing an extra two, $300 a month just in higher cost above the uh, across the board, not just in groceries, but everything else. Mm -hmm. Who gets hurt the worst? So it's people that have money parked in cash, people on fixed incomes, people that don't have their money going to work invested. Those people have fallen behind. And it's not like, it's like you go to the beach and it's the erosion of the sand on the beach, right? It's not a bomb that goes off that you can escape from or, or you know prevent. It's the erosion slowly eating away your buying power. And if you're not paying attention to it, over time, you're going to get stuck, and all of a sudden, you're going to you're going to look back and say, "What happened?" And, and I'll tell you what's happened: the, the the erosion. If you're if you got cash in the bank, not making any money, or the credit unions not paying any interest on your accounts, that's slowly eroding to higher inflation. Losing money safely, just not the right way to go. Give Kevin a call. See if he can help you. 800-662-6808. Text pizza to six hundred seven hundred. Now, you can catch Kevin's show, Financial Safari Weekends, on multiple radio stations throughout the state of Maine. You can also find him every Thursday afternoon at 3.50 on the Howie Carr radio program. Howie airs up and down the East Coast. Kevin offers his insight to Howie for the week. And you can also find all the radio shows as well as the TV shows at frisbeebenefits.com, F-R-I-S-B-I-E, benefits with an S, dot com. Also, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download yours. Well, there you have it. Episode 124 of Financial Pizza is complete, nicely done, ready for that digital delivery. Financial Pizza features clips and more from some of the best financial radio programs heard around the country each and every week, all brought to you hot, fresh, and in 30 minutes or less. If you'd like Financial Pizza delivered to you every week, just subscribe to it. It'll be in your podcast collection automatically. Find it on Apple Podcasts, iHeart, or wherever you get a podcast. And as long as you're subscribing, be sure to rate and share the podcast. Remember, reaching any of the advisors is easy. Call them 800-662-6808 or just text PIZZA to 600-700. And I've also got links to all the advisors listed in this show with the show notes of the podcast. And you can reach me by email, steve at financialpizza.com. Find me on Twitter at Steve Siddall. I want to thank Morgan Patrick for contributing content for this week's show. Financial Pizza produced and written by me, Steve Siddall, and it all originates from the studios of broadcasting experts in Apex, North Carolina. Thanks for listening, everybody. Really do appreciate it. Going to be back again next week with another episode of Financial Pizza. I'm Steve Siddall. Pizza. Coach P Radio.
Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Peter J. Deruta or his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Annuity guarantees are based solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Individuals should thoroughly review the contract for specific details of the product features and costs. Income payments and withdrawals from deferred annuities are generally taxable as ordinary income in the year they are taken. Money management is provided by Equus Capital Management. Equus is an SEC-registered investment advisor located in San Rafael, California. Investment advice by Capital Financial Advisory Group, LLC, a North Carolina-registered investment advisor. Insurance advice given by Capital Financial and Insurance, a North Carolina-licensed insurance agency. 